0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I am your host, Joe Cleary. Tonight, I have a brief interview with Coach Tim Walters from the University of Nebraska Omaha women's soccer team as they get ready to take on South Dakota State tomorrow evening in Denver for the semifinals of the Summit League Tournament. Here is Coach Tim Walters. (laughs) Tonight, I'm joined by head coach from the University of Nebraska Omaha Women's Soccer Program, Tim Walters, on the eve of their Summit League semifinal game against South Dakota State. Tim, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Joe. Good to talk to you as always.
0: Yeah. And so we're going to get right into it. Um, You finished the Summit League or Summit Conference regular season on a high note with a a home win against a, a very tough University of South Dakota team. Um, How did you feel about the the conference season as a whole this year from your
1: squad? Yeah, I thought overall, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I think we're, we're not disappointed necessarily where we're at right now. Um, You know, the goal is always to get in the conference tournament. That's always the goal. And then anything can happen from there. So um, we probably feel as a team, we left some results out there. um, They could have been wins for us, but at the end of the day, is always nice and, and we feel um you know we're coming in on a high after sunday which is always important to be confident going to the conference tournament
0: yeah and then and and both in your probably non-conference are uh, your conference and your non-conference you may have felt like you've left some results out there but in your non-conference you played a, a pretty difficult schedule and got some some really good results against some power five teams what uh what results i mean i think i know the obvious one that stands out from the non-conference season but what are some of the non-conference results and performances that stand out for you from your from your team this year
1: yeah I mean there's a lot of them I think you know I think first of all I I, I feel a little bad for our players because I think when it comes to to award season which just happened here I think some of the players in our team got punished because we played a hard schedule um so a little disappointing that but yeah we we went and we played power five teams and we played good teams and you know not many teams at our level go out and, and shut out nebraska and minnesota uh, over the course of 110 minutes and 90 minutes in those games so i'm proud of us for those performances um I, even something simple though as northern colorado we won one at home northern colorado ran through their conference ran through the big sky yeah. won the big sky coach um, of the year
0: tim Burrera, the year. like yeah, yeah a good, so, good team
1: this year <laughs> and they came here and we won one, nothing in overtime, but the game, you know, wasn't that close probably, you know, I thought we were dominant from start to finish. We just, you know, maybe weren't confident in front of goal yet. So um, I think that one stands out obviously. And then of course the Nebraska game stands out, you know, we put a lot into that game and and that's something we'll all remember as a team. But when you go to the next game, Minnesota, you know, I didn't get to coach the Minnesota game. So um, I watched from a hospital bed, uh, uh, watching that game and watch my team go out and, and battle for 110 minutes. And, um, I thought they were awesome. I thought they were awesome there's a team that has bought into defending the right way and, and being opportunistic going forward. And um, yeah, they, they've been rewarded. And again, those are things that, that they'll remember uh, for a long time. So those ones stand out. Certainly for me, those are three pretty good results for us.
0: Yeah. And we kind of talked a little bit about it off air, um, but you brought it up on air defensively, your team once again, mirror, mirroring some of the performances in the spring, just excellent defensively. And it kind of I know it's a big-time team effort, but it's definitely led by um, someone in the back uh, who goes by Margaret Levine, uh, who's who's just a a
1: stellar center back.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: Margaret Margaret's had a fantastic year for us. Has had, at Reagan Zimmers and Jordan West, the three of them back there have been awesome. Um, you know, I think we got three pretty good center backs on our team, uh, which is great. But uh, you know, we we start defending from the front always. So you know. Uh, not a lot of forwards like to press like our forwards like to press and, and have bought in and how they defend. And sometimes, you know, you don't get rewarded with scoring as many goals because you put so much energy into how you defend. But, you know, we start with Dre and with uh, Sophia Green. The, the two of them come on. They work so hard defensively. And then the three midfielders work so hard defensively that, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier on that uh, on the back five. But Margaret's a great player, a good leader. We're going to miss her, obviously, after the next year. Um, you know, I, I think she made an all-conference team all four years here. Um, got a really good soccer brain, so she'll be hard to replace for us next year, but we're hoping we can send her out on a high here.
0: And then you, you mentioned her earlier, uh, on the defensive side, uh, the work she puts in the defensive side, but she, had, she, uh, Sophia greens had quite a good run in the, in the conference season, especially with, uh, five goals in, in, in conference season, I believe, including a couple really nice poachers goals, but then what she probably scored her best goal in the loss against South Dakota state, which was an absolute mm-hmm. stunner from distance, which. I know she can do that. That's just not her normal goal. She's, I mean, she's very good in the box, but uh, what have you seen? How, what, have, what kind of growth have you seen in Sophia over the last year since she's been a, a part of the program?
1: Yeah. I just think in the last three, four weeks, she's matured. Um, you know, she's matured a ton on the field. She was hurt a lot earlier in the year. She was dealing with, with a quad injury to where she couldn't sprint after the the Minnesota game. Um, so she went through about a month and a half where she struggled and, I think her maturity level has been different. You know, I always tell her, we judge her off how hard she works, not off how many goals she, she scores, but she does have that natural striker's instinct to be in the right spots at the right times. You know, we had two pretty big results, you know, beating North Dakota in overtime uh, a week and a half ago, which we needed to put us into a good spot. And then Sophia scored that goal for us. And then the, the goal on Sunday to put us into the conference tournament into the three seat. Um, those are important moments for us. So, but again, it, it's her work rate and, and she's maturing every day as a player uh, she loves to score goals though. You know, that's I tell her that's not how we judge her, like but that's how she judges herself. Every good forward uh, does. <laughs> yeah. And, and we don't have a lot of natural forwards on this team. You know, just the way we recruit forwards and, and whatnot. I, I, the number one thing we look for in our program is we have forwards who can press and you can close the ball and who can work down, who, who can work hard. And like scoring scoring is important, but it's, it's secondary to our to our team's shape and, and discipline. So um, it's nice to have someone who who can definitely do both. Um, over the course of 90 minutes. So it's great. We're, we're a different team with her, her confident and, and her being able to sprint and run and score goals for us right now. So it's been great to see from her. Um, yeah.
0: Um, so Sophia, Sophia has been good. Um, obviously grace and CC and Sena all got recognized as newcomers mm-hmm. and Margaret got recognized and grace got recognized on the conference teams. Um, who's maybe someone who's been a big piece of the team that maybe isn't winning awards, but, is putting in a ton of work and is kind of like an X factor player um, that that would be hard to replace if she wasn't getting the minutes she gets.
1: Yeah. I think two players come to mind first. Jordan West uh, who plays in the back for us. She, she plays our left center back. Uh, she's an incredible athlete back there and she lets us get away with so much. Um, you know, if we do go to four in the back and we do press higher, she can just deal with her player and, and can run for days. Uh, she's had a really, really good season. I think it's been overlooked. You know, it, we brought her in as a freshman last year. She started every game for us now for, for two years running um, second on the team and minutes behind Margaret. She, she rarely steps off the field and, and she's had another good year. Um, she's brave. She can play out of the back. Um, that's kind of why we brought her here is what we, we like her athleticism, but we thought she could play out of the back and, and she's not scared to do that. Uh, the other one who really gets overlooked for us is Emily Erland. Um, she's a sophomore from, from Norway. And, She's not the fastest. She's not the quickest. She's not the biggest. She's not the strongest. But she does everything right. She's a soccer player. Um, she she can do those things. She can be strong. She can battle in the air. She's got good at, at She's gotten so much better at what we look for in our center mids and how much ground they can cover and winning the ball back for us. But her X factor is her her savvy on the ball. So I think it changed our team a little bit the last three four weeks. When we we kind of changed our shape just a little bit and inverted our midfield to play just one holding midfielder and we let her sit in there and do that. She reads the game so well and stopping counters for us defensively. But the other aspect on it, she's so intelligent in her movement to get on the ball uh, and to connect for us. So she lets CC and G kind of run around and be wild and win the ball back for That's us. What and they do got, best too. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's got a little bit of savvy for us, but yeah, you know, and, and going back to those freshmen that you bring up, you know, I think they had a hard task because we didn't, you know, we, we had a, our starting right back tour ACL um, in the spring. Right. So that was that was really the only spot that we're like, OK, we, we got to get better in here uh, for this upcoming season. They were coming all these players into a pretty good team. Um, and, and so for CC and Sainan to come in and establish themselves and be big parts of the team, you know, CC scored some important goals for us, obviously. And Sainan has been great defensively. I thought she was awesome again on Sunday. Um, for them to kind of step in and play beyond their years and, and be so mature for us this year has been really important for us.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and and Emily, Emily's a player that I've enjoyed even from watching last spring to this fall and, and seeing how she continues to combine uh, what she brings as over as an international player, like you said, more of the soccer brain, but now she's definitely finding her feet in the American game where it's a little bit different and higher paced, and I, I am, I'm excited to see where she grows from there because, like, she can combine two of those things and become a, a really solid player. Oh, yeah. So. yeah
1: she's a jo- it took her a little bit you know yeah. the first couple of weeks she she struggled in the spring to play friday sunday that was a lot for her <laughs> but uh you know these past couple of weekends we've been playing her you know she played 102 minutes in the overtime game and then played 90 minutes the next day she, she's got no problem with it now but yeah the level's a little bit faster but she's definitely got another another level to her that um that some of the players maybe don't have on the ball
0: yeah and so kind of looking ahead because that's that's mm-hmm. where we're coming tomorrow night or tomorrow is uh South Dakota state. And I think the one thing as, as someone who is outside looking in um, the summit league has changed quite a bit in the sense of, I thought it used to be, you know, everyone always talked about Denver, South Dakota state. And then it was like everyone else fighting for those three and four spots. But mm-hmm. now I feel like you're the UNO and USD and, and some of those other teams are now starting to kind of crawl up there and pull, but also pull the likes of South Dakota state and Denver back Towards them and makes it the league even tougher. Um, What What do you think about tomorrow's game as far as the matchup versus South Dakota State um, compared to when you played them just a couple weeks ago?
1: Yeah, I mean we're not at home this time, so it's a big difference. You know, being they've been here and now in Denver since they played them on Sunday, they stayed here and didn't go home, so they've been in the altitude now for five days almost. So it'll be a little bit challenging for us in that aspect of, of not being at home, but. I think the cool thing about our tournament, only being four teams, is that I think any of these four teams can win it. You know, South Dakota came out here and they needed a result on Friday, and they they got a big tie against Denver, which was awesome for them. And um, any of these four teams can certainly win it. Um, I, I do feel I'm, I'm proud of our program where we've come in the last few years. That I feel like we've established ourselves. Yeah, have we done what Denver and South Dakota State have done yet? No, we haven't gone to NCAA tournaments and won the trophies that they've won. But I feel like we've established ourselves as kind of being right there and in the mix now. And we played two of the last three finals. I'm hoping we can make it three out of the four last four finals, but it'll be a challenge for us. Smart. They're a good team. Um, you know, I, I think that they are probably the most, uh, the best on the ball in the conference. I think they're, they have a set way to play and they get on the ball and their forwards, hold the ball so well, and their attacking mids, hold the ball. So well, um, you know, w- they gave us some problems by turning us in the midfield and then turning us in the back and running at us during the game. So I'm hoping we can solve those problems. You know, I thought, you know, I talk about their their team and underrated players. I thought Omaha or Elkhorn player, uh, CeCe Lamanji absolutely. She hurt us on, on Friday. I thought she was their best player in the game. Um, she'll be tough for us to deal with. She holds the ball so well. Um, she, she's clever in the box. You know, I, I really rate her as a player, and I think she'll give us problems, but I, I hope we're up for that. Um, that said, every team has their weakness, right? You know, um, I think one of their weaknesses is they, 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 they are very undersized. I think for our conference, it's a physical conference and they're probably the least physical team. So, you know, I am hoping we don't have a ref this week that calls, (laughs) calls a foul every time we get near them, because that, that would set up nice for them. But, um, yeah, I hope we can, I hope we can dominate, uh, the physical aspects of the game is, is what we're looking for. I think we can dominate the physical aspects of the game and maybe be a little bit more disciplined defensively than we were on Friday. Um, especially if we have a lead that then we'll be in good shape. So can we take our chances on set pieces Is always important for us? Um, can we hit them on the counter? That's always important for us, but, the big thing for us is, is going to be our counter press. You know, when they go and clear the ball to their forwards, their forwards hold the, hold the ball so well, like we talked about, can we keep them pinned in in those big moments and not let them out? Because when they do counter with pace, they, they got some quick, some quick players. You know, my Hansen's yeah. the very good player. Their two attacking mids are very, very good players. They'll be hard for us to deal with, but those players—the heartbeat of the team—and if we can deal with those players, I think we'll be in a good spot.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see the midfield battle tomorrow because I just think that their mid, their attacking midfielders are, are are special. Your your midfield as special in their own right. So I think that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun battle to watch. Um, but I don't want to keep you too much longer because I don't want to let you get some rest because it's a you know it's a it's that time of year where you know this you want you want to keep playing and need to keep your mind on the game. So thanks for joining me tonight, Tim. Uh, good luck tomorrow.
1: Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. And that was Coach Tim Walters from the University of Nebraska-Omaha Women's Soccer Program. The University of Nebraska-Omaha Women's Soccer Program takes on South Dakota State University tomorrow in Denver for the Summit League semifinal. Uh, South Dakota State's the number two seed, UNO's the number three seed, and they play at 5 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you tune in, watch, and support. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share so you can listen to the podcast and hear many other great interviews like I had with Coach Tim Walters today, Coach Johnny Torres yesterday. Um, thank you for listening, and have a good night.